Welcome to the Join Podcast. Welcome to Womenhood. I am one of your hosts, Shalia. Today we're going to begin with our words of affirmation. Are you healthy mentally? Often many of us neglect our mental health, bottle things up inside, and never deal with them. This is not good for our mental health. We have to take time to deal with the things as they arise because our mental health definitely affects our physical health. Are you aware of your mental health? Have you thought about seeing a therapist? Is your mental health affecting your physical health? How do you feel today? We have to be honest. Today's affirmation is I will be aware and address how I feel mentally so that I can be healthy at all times. Welcome to the Joan Podcast. This is Janina, your host. Um, So today we have a special guest, very special guest. So this is our homegirl, Amber, and she is like a huge motivation for us. So um, last month we went out, we went out to eat and... This is my first time meeting Amber. This is one of Shalia's really good friends. So it was my first time meeting her, and we told her about the podcast. So at this time, podcast was kind of an idea. We didn't have everything ironed out. So she was so excited. <laughs> and that actually put a battery in our back. And when I tell you the next day after speaking to Amber and getting her number and her just showing her a like how excited she was for us. Like we created our Instagram, we created our Twitter, we created created our Gmail, and then we went brainstorming for names. We didn't even have the name of the podcast yet. And honey, Amber hooked us up. <laughs> <laughs> she hooked us up. So I, you know, I can't. Okay, something we wanted to have something that correlated to Philly. And so that's where we came up with the join. And then, but I wanted it to be an acronym. And so uh, we came up with the Just Ambitious Women Networking. And that was help to my girl, Amber. So Amber, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. How are you guys? So we have Amber here. So we're going to jump right into the podcast because guess what? With me, Amber, and Janina here, <laughs> it's about to be a whole lot of talking. And fun. <laughs> so, we're going to just um, jump right into everything. And so, what we're going to do is go into the um, I Like That Join segment of the podcast. Something that, you know, you guys will get to know as we go along. So, the join... That I'm talking about this week that I like is um the suit the sushi <laughs> since Janina touched on it the sushi that I have from Raw. So as most of you know, as we said before, I live in Georgia. The people rave about the food in Georgia, but for me, it's just mediocre. I think Philadelphia has better food. So I have not been able to stop thinking about this sushi. <laughs> From Raw. Because it was like so good. Everything was just so good. So if you guys aren't familiar. But I don't know if I should tell y'all. Because I don't know if I want y'all going. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's called 1225 Raw Raw Sushi. And it's in Center City at 12th and Sansom. Is that Sansom? 12th and Sansom. So if you like sushi. Go there. 
Dead wings too. That I'm in love with. I was just trying to get them to go downtown so we could get some wings from Raw. Okay, they're good. Yeah, they're like nice and crispy Ooh. and not too big. Like, see, the yeah. size of wings matters matters mm-hmm. so much because I don't like big. I don't think a lot of people like big oaky dope. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness, because mm-hmm. you can't. It's impossible, really, to get the per- perfect And crisp. I be thinking that they gave them uh, anybody, you know, like, hormones set them with and hormones stuff. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't want no turkey wing. I want chicken wing. <laughs> 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 so, Janina, what's your drawing for the week? I'm going to say... Stu- so... <laughs> we greedy over I'll here. Be- <laughs> I'll be getting this... Brown stew chicken from the Jamaican spot, uh, Coconut Breeze and Yaden. And I mean, we giving them free press, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good to me. Like, I literally was looking at my Uber Eats the other day. And I, it, it really is kind of, like, embarrassing. I'm like, okay, I got this on the 17th and on the 20th. Like, no, it's too much. But, yeah, so um, I've been feeling that. I'm supposed to be, you know, eliminating chicken. For my 40th. So I'm trying to get it all out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what's yours, Amber? My join is different. Um, it is going to be music. So something I cannot get tired of. Like I keep playing it over and over. Every single day is J. Cole's new album. And it's a lot of songs on there that I love. But one that really like sticks out for me is 100 Mil. Mm. And the reason that sticks out so much for me, every time I listen to it, it just gives me like, it gets me hyped up. Like, because mm. basically he's saying like, I reached a hundred mil, but I'm still on my grind. Okay, you know what I mean. So that makes me feel like, all right, I have these goals that I'm trying to set, but yeah. I'm still on my grind to get better, to do better, to have better. Like that song is just one of my tops on the album. Now, the Cole album is definitely on my list because everybody's saying, like, he's rapping different. Mm. That uh, I think his last album, I don't know if I really was feeling it, so I kind of, like, fell back from Cole for a little bit. So, I'm definitely going to listen to this one. I'm going to listen to it now that you said it because I've been getting, like, mixed reviews mm-hmm. that people were saying, like, oh, it's okay. It's, it kind of sounds like his same old stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that you said something, I'm going to listen to it. I always get things... I, I listen, you know, just one time. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. Right. Now, it's about six or seven songs I really say I play back to back to back. It's about 12 or 13 songs on there. But um, it's just like, yo, he really be talking about some real stuff. Right. See, and that's the thing with me. Cole is somewhat problematic. Yeah. He's had his problematic past. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's like you got to, as as an artist, just as a person, just as a quote-unquote black man. See, the thing about Cole, see, I feel like people never, Cole and Drake, both of their, it's like, it's, I don't know. They both are mixed black men. And a lot of times, I feel like Cole gets escaped from that. Like him being, you know what I mean, yeah. a mixed race. A lot yeah. of times, I don't think even people... Because he, he don't really look like it. Yeah, I don't so, think people yeah. even, like, questions his blackness. No. Should they? If they do Drake, I think they should. If they if they question Drake's blackness, if they question Logic's blackness, if they question all the other mixed race rappers' 
blackness. I don't, I mean, I don't know. But I think that sometimes, I know he was on Twitter being problematic, like what, two years ago or something. Um, talking about he didn't like somebody's attitude or the way that their tone or something like that. But anyway, um, I'm definitely going to listen to that. But I know, and I know that he has been instrumental in like the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. And I definitely respect that. So, um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And I listen, I need to listen to the Kendrick Family Soul too. Yeah, I remember. I, I didn't know they had a new album when yes. I heard that song. Nice. I'm seeing Oak okay. listening to that joint. So, the next um, segment that we're going to get into is the horoscopes. Okay, so, me, the only Virgo in the room. <laughs> Alright, so, let's, we're going to do an Aries um, horoscope. I have two Aries here. A March and an April. Because some people say it is a difference. It I'm is. a March Aries. Okay. So, a lot of, like, my sister, she's really big into astrology as well. She's an Aries. She said that I have a lot of Pisces in me, especially when it comes to my emotions. And I believe that. The more that I'm getting to know a Pisces, because my man is one. And mm. Now, is he a February or March Pisces? He's a March. Our birthday is one week apart. <laughs> so, <laughs> um... I have some of those those characteristics. She both okay. Anyway, Aries, Shalia is an April Aries, and you know, um, even though I, for me, I have the more ambitious side, the leadership side of an Aries. But when it comes to my emotions, I'm very much so more emotional, in a sense, than Shalia and my sister that are both April Aries. Yeah, because she be telling me stuff. And I be like, girl, if you let it go, why are you letting it affect you like that? Because that's how I, I am. Yeah, that's, like, that's that Pisces. That's what, what's go, that Pisces? That emotional? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, being so concerned about what everybody yes. thinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. All right, so let me do this, this Aries horoscope for you guys. And just looking at it, it looks like... <clears throat> It's good news. <laughs> All right. So, Aries Health and Wellness Horoscope. The healthy and physically taxing routine that you have adopted will at least begin to bear fruit. If you have been following the diet, you will be able to measure and see the weight loss or gain that you were aiming at. Your routine of physical exercise also seems to be working and you will see good results today. This will encourage you to aim at higher higher level of physical activity. See, didn't you just say you just started? Yeah. Okay, so this is the love and relationship part. <clears throat> You're listening. Okay. <laughs> you are bound to be more logical and questioning in your relationships today. Wow. Behaving rationally with the right wow. person <laughs> can be a big turnoff. Mm. And the day may seem to be a failure with which otherwise would have been an awesome one. Explore mm. the sensuality within yourself and in your partner. That That's love so and relationship. <laughs> no, that love and relationship part is right on point. It's on point. Okay. On point for real. Here we go. Careers and money. A new job offer is likely to come your way now. Mm. 
This is especially true for people who work in the public sector. Wow. <laughs> you may not have been thinking of changing your job or may even be satisfied with the current one. <laughs> but the new job will present you with unmatched opportunities. Taking it is a risk. But that but that is a high high likely of pain. So with the love and relationship, it's I was just telling Shalia, like, my dude and I just had, like, a crazy blow-up. And I tried to act rationally. Well, I was acting more rational than he was. But, um, yeah. That really, that really hit on point. Um, and then with the career. So, I just resigned from my job. And I work in the school district. Mm, and mm, that is so crazy. That pu- for it to, it to be that specific about public, public sector. Yes. That's deep. Yes. Now and, I want to see mine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I resigned for um, the main reason is because I'm moving to Georgia in July. But the other reason is because I did I no longer enjoyed my job. It wasn't because of the kids, and it wasn't because of my school that I worked at it was because of upper management basically and that kind of made me say every morning I don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning and deal with these emails and you know hear the complaints and sit in meetings for hours because of stuff that could really be taken care of and handled in a better way um, don't get me wrong, I'm rational enough to know that business is business. I get it. But I also have been in the management side of business enough to know that if you treat your employees well, mm. they will work harder for you. Mm-hmm. They'll want to stay longer for you, right. even if you they're off the clock. Right. Okay? Yeah. They are going to go above and beyond for you. Why? Because you treat them with respect, you treat them with care, and you are actually concerned. Right. Um... I took a, a little backstory. I took um, about four months off to be with my children because, of course, of course, um, COVID. So, you know, they're doing the online school. So I took a leave of absence from work to be home with them and help them with school. Um, I did not hear from my boss the whole time. But you know who I heard from? My employees. They were checking on me. They, you know, were letting me know they missed me. And that is just a reflection of how I have treated them. Same with my school. When I left, I got an email from my boss saying, basically, good luck. You know, the, the, uh, what's that called? So with Amber talking about her boss, she was telling me today a little of a background for that. And I thought about a topic for a podcast. Don't be misery's company. Now, when I was younger, people used to always say that. Misery loves company. Misery loves company. And it wasn't until I got older where I understood it. Because miserable people, they will try their darnest to make other people miserable. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that happens in the workplace all the time. And that is, I think, what creates toxic work environments. Mm -hmm. Because someone in management is a miserable person because of whatever childhood trauma they didn't resolve, whatever love they didn't get, whatever hugs they didn't get, you know, whatever personal issues that they had. And a lot of times, also being, especially being a black woman in corporate America, a lot of times some people 
are intimidated and they want to make you miserable because they don't want you to try to go after their job. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of microaggression mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. A lot. And <laughs> passive aggressiveness. <laughs> yeah. So I I I don't before even before the pandemic, I view jobs differently. Just because um I had gotten sick at work and I was actually in the hospital and the first thing my boss said is, When are you coming back? Mm-hmm. She never said, Were you okay? Is there anything we can do for you? You know how when when are you getting out of the hospital? She was like, When are you coming back to work? Jesus. All y'all want me to do is be there to work for y'all and push this paper and this and this and that. And then in the next breath she said, Well, where is this and where is that? Did you do this and did you do that? And I'm like, There's no care. There's no compassion, but she was the type of boss that wrapped herself up in work. And I always said to myself, like, do she like her home life? Mm -hmm. Because for me, I love being home. So I'm rushing out of work to get back to my home. Mm -hmm. But when you don't like your home, you're okay with spending numerous hours outside of your home and not with your family. I don't even think it's that. I think it's when you don't like yourself and you don't like oh you taking it deeper (laughs) yeah because because i had i mean there was a boss she wasn't she was basically the head boss like not my direct report but over over that person and i didn't realize until after i left and after speaking that she was kind of the reason why certain managers was were acting the way they were acting because it was like a trickle down and mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot of times yeah. where your direct report gets the brunt of you know you not filling the job but it's because they're getting all this pressure from somebody mm-hmm. higher up Yeah, and I don't even think it was her present home life mm-hmm. I think that I do know about she. what was weird is that when I first started working there she told me about her childhood trauma, but I thought that was like a connecting moment for us. Mm. But come to find out, she tells everybody that story. Now, that's not normal behavior. No. It's not normal behavior to tell people, you know, these abusive things that occurred to you in your childhood. But she used it, I think, as a vehicle for people to, like, excuse her toxic behavior. Like, wow. oh, well, you know, she had to... She had to but you're like 60-something years old. So really, at this point, whatever happened to you 50-some-odd years ago shouldn't be showing up today. No, why are you still telling people that story? And I, listen, I thought I was special. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just start working here. She's, we connecting on some deeper level. And then afterwards, speaking to other people, find out she tells everybody that story. That's crazy. But I think it just had a lot, like, a lot of times they apply the pressure on you because... You have a life to get home to. So you're leaving work. And then they're in their office. So they were there before you. So they seen you come in. And now they seen you leave. And they're judging you for working the hours you're supposed to work. When, like, if you want to be here for 10 hours, like, that's on you. Right. <laughs> like, you can't. It's not fair. But also, you know, that's why work-life balance is so important. And that's something that, like, when some jobs, they lie about that. A lot of jobs lie. They say, yo, you know, work-life balance matters, blah, blah, blah. Some places don't. I ha- I've worked at places where 
they would tell you if you have if something happens to you, they would say, Don't worry about it. Yeah, they would say that. Yeah, they would but say, Don't worry happened. about it. But listen, at this job I'm referring to, one of the managers, she had cancer. This lady beat cancer twice. She was out because she had cancer. And this same manager who was her boss was emailing her. Wow. While she's on medical leave. Wow. No way. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, but like I said, it really, knowing yourself and knowing who you are, that is so important, but also, if you don't have family or like a mentor, someone who allows you to be yourself, then I think that's what makes it harder to know who you are, because you're always like being who this person wants you to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being who this person wants you to be. Like, if you, when you do this, your parents beat you or whatever, you're going to do what they want you to do because you're trying to prevent from getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. But I just, that, that to me, and she didn't have any children, this mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. But because being a parent teaches you a lot. Being around children teaches you a lot. Like me, I feel like being an aunt taught me a lot also. But, you know, she was, she got out of there. <laughs> and she put her whole life into her career and I think it's like she was at, at the point where she's going to have to stop working soon mm -hmm. and, yeah. and where can you look back and say you really accomplished right mm -hmm. and you know what's, what's deep is that <laughs> up until recently I didn't think so while, while I was working there and if I went to any like events within the industry and I told people where I work they knew her right Everybody would know her. And I'm like, oh, okay, I never want to throw dirt on that place because a lot of people know her. But now I know that she is the one who has a bad reputation because I had an interview. Mm -hmm. And someone had an interaction with her. He was an auditor for our old company and he had a bad interaction with her. So I'm like, so all this time, honestly... Being connected to her could have been holding me back. Right. Yeah. And that was true. deep because I never looked at it like that. When the whole time I was like, when I realized that she knew a lot of people in the industry, I was like, oh, okay, I'll make sure that I don't speak ill about that place because, you know, this person might know her, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, oh, now I'm like, dang, they do know her. Even they do know her. They put that job on your resume and they yeah. see All that you time. work there. It could have been like, yeah. oh, I don't want her to bring that toxicity right. over here. Exactly. Never exactly. thought of that. Exactly. I never even thought of it that way. Wow, that's deep. I had that situation. Inspector came to one of my schools and um, she didn't realize that the school I was at was connected to the district. And she said, oh, so you're under such and such. And I'm like, yeah. So she's like, she's a big wow and i'm like uh you know she's like do you like her i'm like yeah she's cool she's like hmm, you have that look on your face like i'm not telling you <laughs> i'm thinking to myself yeah i'm not telling you i don't know you know why right, you brought yeah. her up right but come to find out her best friend used to work under mm -hmm. my old boss and he just mm -hmm. had terrible things to say that's deep and then yeah. as i was about to leave just more people more people yep. you know they just started exactly. coming out and just telling me stuff and Sometimes what, what is stuff. your experience with having a miserable boss? Um, I realize, especially with um, people of no color, especially the women in the working <laughs> environment. <laughs> people of no color. Um, 
They have a tendency, especially when they see a black woman that has been working in the industry. And maybe I don't have the credentials that they have, but I may know more in a sense pertaining to like the work, the actual work. Mm -hmm. They look at that. At one point, they made me feel like I ain't know nothing. I call. I would call Shalia like, I feel so stupid. Right. And I know I'm not stupid. I know I'm not dumb. Gaslight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just get, I'm like, I, I feel so dumb. Like, to me too. every time I come in here, they saying I'm doing this wrong, I'm doing that wrong, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. when a stranger comes, mm-hmm. they're like, wow, I've never seen it like this before. Mm-hmm. You always have, every, like, this is really great. This is nice. Da, da, da. It wasn't like that before. How long you been here? And so I was just like, mm-hmm. I got to get away. And that has been happening forever. Forever. And that's the whole, and that's the whole, listen, that is the mind screw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the whole thing is, as long as you let somebody know that they aren't good enough, mm-hmm. then they believe they, believe they aren't that. good enough. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, and that to me is just the whole thing of like. And a lot of times that's how they'll keep you in mm-hmm. these jobs, mm-hmm. working for them, being yeah. unhappy because they'll make you believe you're not good enough to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. When that's not true, because a lot of time, listen, I, I have two degrees, but experience is what has given me the tools mm-hmm. to do any job that I've had, not my degree, because right. half of the stuff I learned with these degrees is not helping me do these jobs, exactly. the experience. And a lot of these higher-up bosses, they don't work on the front lines like we do. Mm-hmm. So when, when I'm not here and you have to do my job, mm-hmm. most of the time you can't do it or you're calling me or you're emailing right. me. What do I need to do? How do I do this? Mm-hmm. But you're supposedly the big boss. Mm-hmm. So that's why they don't try to make you feel like, you know, you don't know anything because you, in actuality, you know more than them. Mm-hmm. Right, but they don't want you to know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They want they want you to believe that they are <laughs> superior mm-hmm. because right. of that position. Right. Yeah. And I, then the little stuff they be like, exactly like who don't nobody like, know what a a wire. Yeah. Like jibber jabber. <laughs> Like, right. okay. like we don't, don't need to know that every day. Right. That has nothing to do with what I'm I got going on. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to um I'm a I'm a person that sometimes instead of me just looking and being like, you know, they're a hater or something like that, sometimes I look within myself. Internalize it. Yeah, and and that's not always a good thing. No, you know, because it's, it's most of the time it's not about you. Like you said, you know, most people are dealing with things at home that they aren't Happy about you yeah. know it's not about you. It be yeah. about them forever. It never is about you. Yeah, it yeah. never is about you. Yes. It never is. And the more I've I've matured and um, you know understood life, even with my parents, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. now. Even though they still get on my nerves, mm-hmm. but I understand <laughs> you know a lot of the ways that they raised me. They brought me up. I wish that you would have did this. You know, that's this how I feel. I wish you would have been there more or whatever, whatever. Most people don't have, like, they can't give you nothing they don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. They right. don't even got it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that even goes that's, in the workplace. That's, and that's real. like for the workplace, too. Yeah. You know, how can you expect these people to support you and to really give you the tools that you really need to be successful? They say, oh, yeah, I'm here to, I'm here for you. But when you go to them and ask them for those tools that they say that they have for you, they can't give you nothing. 
But see, that's where wisdom comes in. Because wisdom will say, hey, Amber, I we've never run a pet podcast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We've never done none of this. Mm-hmm. But we have the wisdom to look on YouTube. Yeah. Search mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I don't know how to do. I've never done. I barely can swim. Mm-hmm. Okay? Never taught swim less. I told myself, this is how it was in the hood. You teach yourself how to swim. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, she can swim backwards, frontwards. She can do all that because guess what? I went and I I enrolled her in swim. So I think it's just a matter of even, even with parenting, mm-hmm. there may be things that you don't have and you can't give to your children. But... If you have the awareness to know that you can't give that to them, mm-hmm. but they need it. Mm-hmm. So you say, you know, well, I can't give it to you, but guess what? We're going to find how you can get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think that a lot of times people, I've heard this growing up. Well, I didn't have this, so you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't go to here, so you, you're you not going to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not the right way. I don't think that's the right way to look at things. No, it's not. For instance, like you said, you know, as a parent, it's the wisdom knowing that you may not know something or you can't do something, but you have the wisdom to find out the resource to help your child or whatever. Like, of course, I have two kids. I have a girl and a boy. My daughter is 13. My son is seven. So with that virtual learning, my son didn't do well at all. Mm. You know, he's in first grade, but I ain't going to hold you. He back up in kindergarten. Because when Corona hit, he was in kindergarten. So learning a lot of things that he should have got in the kindergarten years and even his first grade years, he does not have. So I had to get tutoring. You know, I had to get testing done because I want my son to be successful. You know, maybe financially, it may put a little toll on me, Mm -hmm. but I know it's going to pay off in the long run. But did I'm he, not a teacher. Did he have an IEP? No. So what I did was get him tested through the school district. Right. So that they could figure out if he needs an IEP or okay. something like that. Um, and did it, is it done or are you still waiting for them to get back to The you? results. I'm waiting for the results now. Okay. Um. So, you know, that's extremely important. Knowing that you have resources and tools to be able to give your children. And I don't have it. You know, I'm not a teacher. You know, that's why mm-hmm. teachers go to school to get their masters and they and their bachelors so they can have these tools and these techniques to teach children. I didn't have that. And I, I tried. You know, I bought so many flashcards and books off of Amazon. Yeah. But when it comes down to teaching, you really have to have different ways of doing things because every kid is different. Every kid is different. The good thing about it is that you did try. You know yeah. what I mean? You didn't just say, like, oh, I'm not a teacher. Like, you went through different avenues to try to give him what he needed, but he needs more. So yeah. You always have to try. But I wanted to go back because um, I always tell Amber, you know, different stuff. But I remember one day when she was sick, like, when she first got her job. And she could tell the story. When she first got her job, she had gotten sick and she felt bad. Mm-hmm. For calling out. And I'm like girl you sick. Like they just got to understand. Like you got to take care of yourself. You have to. A job is going to be there. But you're not. You have to be here for your family. For your children. Mm -hmm. So take off. They going to feel the way they feel. You're sick. It's not like you're lying. Mm -hmm. 
and the job they were like oh yes anything you need whatever we could do for you take off as much time as you want and i told her she called me she was like so hyped like they told me to take off as much time i said amber I'm not trying to be a hater or nothing. I said, but be careful with that. Because that's what they're going to say now. And then when it comes down to it, when you when you got to take off again, they're going to be like, well, we need you here and this and this and that. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It happened. Yep. It sure enough happened. And when it happened, I really was, I was really sad. <laughs> because um, when I... When I commit to something, I commit to something, you know. I really, I don't get jobs to just be there for a paycheck, you know. I I really, I'm there for the paycheck, but I really care, you know. And um, they didn't care. It showed me they did not care. The longer, you know, the longer that I was there and the more that I needed, like, time for myself. Like, how are you going to tell somebody if you take a sick day, you got to come back with a note? Huh? I got sick days. Like, I can use my sick days. I'm allowed to use it as long as I'm not abusing it. You know, I'm allowed to take my time. But I say this now. Um, Take time for yourself. These jobs don't care. Mm-hmm. Majority of them do not care. Mm-hmm. Majority of them, you just there for a body. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there to do the work. They don't care about your personal life. Even if they might act like they care about your personal life, they really don't care about your personal life. They care about... You know, if you're out, they're going to have to step in. And they don't like that, especially the big guys. They don't like that. They don't like to have to be able to step in or whatever. No, because so, most of the time they don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so just, you know, I, I was one person at my school when I was out. It took two people to do what I do by myself. Mm-hmm. So it, my boss is somebody else, but you know, and, and the other person said we was winging it, Miss Amber. We was winging <laughs> it, okay, on one wing. I said, okay, <laughs> you know. That's why I always say, like, this is do what's best for you, yes. because everybody else is doing what's best for them. Yeah. So make sure that you're doing what's best for you, and take those mental health days. Yeah, they're important. For sure. You know, not just. Um, working yourself into an early grave is mm. so important nope. to just take care of yourself. Because guess what? They're going to have your job posted. Huh. i seen the Hello. story on um, Facebook about how somebody was like working in a customer service um, job or whatever. And one of the ladies there had had a heart attack. And so the ambulance had had to come and everything. And so, of course, if something like that happens, everybody at the job is, like, looking, trying to make sure she's okay. And the boss had a nerve to tell them, get back to work. Mm. How are you telling them to get back to work when this is a lot of people's friends, mm. their co-worker that they've been working for for years, and the lady ended up dying. Mm. But all y'all was worried about was y'all work being done. Mm. Y'all wasn't even worried about the lady being okay and the the mental health of your employees because y'all don't know how they affected them mm-hmm. and go and tell them, oh, get back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of times those type of people are in those positions because of their lack of They humanity. lack empathy. Because of that. Some, a lot of times the CEO, whomever, they may be like an empathetic person, but they know that they need, you know, someone who, <laughs> who can, you know, because I know that I've had a job where... One of our co-workers passed away. 
and we were notified about his death via email. But we then had a meeting about gossip. So I said, so you telling me that we can have an in-person meeting about some gossip. But not address the But gossip. not a meeting about somebody dying. We just wow. get that via email. Wow. Heartless. Yeah. And I listen when I I'm, I'm queen of that when I when I left I wrote an email I wrote a letter to the head boss <laughs> and then after I left they created all these lies they said that they, they somebody even lied and said I was suing them all this stuff like no all I did was write a letter because a lot of times like regional stuff people don't know what's really going on because their direct reports is. Is the ones that's causing all the tox toxicity. So they're like, oh, everybody's fine. But then you're looking like, well, why do we have such high turnover? Why is everybody mm -hmm. jumping right. shit? Right. There has to be a reason. And some CEOs and CFOs, they don't care. As long yeah. as numbers are being met and they're getting their bonuses, they don't care how many people come and go. Right. So I sent a letter because I was like, I'm gonna let you know because like everybody's leaving. I left too, but this is why. This is why everybody is leaving. And instead of just taking that information and using it strategically, what did he do? Show it to the darn people I was writing wow. about. Yeah, they'll turn on you in a minute. And then and then and then a woman lied to one of my friends and said that. I named my friend in the dark <laughs> in the letter. Wow. No, I did not. Because my friend had gotten a promotion. She had interviewed for a higher higher position and she got it. But they didn't acknowledge it. Like nobody sent the email, nobody told anyone that she got this new position. Wow. I'm like, you know, stuff like that. Like why if somebody got a promotion, why are not telling people? Wow. You know? Yeah. yeah just, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of companies, they have humans running it. And humans are flawed. Mm -hmm. And depending on how big your ego is, the bigger the ego, the the less likely you are to have self-awareness, mm -hmm. the less likely you are to admit to your wrongdoing. Right. And so it's like, okay, a lot of times, you know, you get gaslight thinking that you're doing such a horrible job. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been in a job where I've had a review and it was like, amazing right. and then i'm getting written up about to lose my job yeah. how could that happen in three months how could i go from this amazing employee and then three months later i'm about to lose my job <laughs> you about, about to, to lose, lose your job, job. <laughs> you about, about to lose, lose your job okay. <laughs> <laughs> like yo and i was pregnant i was like i listen i'm not losing a baby being stressed over this job. Exactly. So, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not... Mm -mm. Like, you you want people to write whole reports about why they did this and why they did that. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> any last thoughts on this topic before we um, move on? No. Listen. When you see misery... Run. <laughs> Listen, when you see misery, <laughs> take heed because that misery will seep into you and you right. turn around because it happens in your personal life. A lot of people, I remember growing up, people had miserable parents. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You ever know someone who mom will say no for everything? My mom. It, it was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can can she walk me to the store? No, my mom was the no queen. That's why I hate asking people for stuff. No. And and see me, I'm the opposite because my parents very seldom because I ask for reasonable things. Mm-hmm. They very seldom told me no. So when I am told no. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think it's the balance. I think as a parent, it's a matter of finding that balance because I know that I was the one who I would give my daughter everything. But I'm like, you know, she can't have everything. I think there is a logic behind the principalities of saying no. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, dang, like, why? Like, do you have any reasoning just because you can't have everything you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, it's the matter of not going out your way to accommodate it, but it's like, you're saying no for no reason. Yeah. That's deep. So, um, yeah, we're going to move into um, a game that we like to play with our guests while they're here. So the game, yeah, the game is, the category is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're basically asked the guests to decide you know, basically it's like a this or that game. Um, so we're going to select a category and then you're going to say, you know, which one you prefer. So the first category is artists. Okay. So Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. Biggie or Tupac? Pac. Mm. Mm, that's surprising. <laughs> okay. Jay-Z or Drake? Jay-Z. Michael Jackson or Prince? Prince. Ooh, that surprised me too. Those are all, none of them are my answers. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next category is breakfast. Mm-hmm. So what about pancakes or French toast? French toast. I had French toast today. Mm. Grady. Um, here she goes. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Grits or hash browns? Grits. Fried fish or fried chicken? How are you going to ask somebody to pick between the two? For breakfast? Either. Uh, for breakfast? Period. For breakfast. Some people don't. Some fried fish. Fried fish? Yeah. I, oh had, I had fish. I had, I had fish and grits last night. Cheese Did you? Mm-hmm. I had catfish. Listen, I had a taste for some catfish. Mm. And I was like, they probably not even going to have any. And they did. And I made some catfish. Mm. I don't like that one. Okay, so the last category is soul food. Mac and cheese or collard greens? Mac and cheese. Fried chicken or fried fish? See? Fried chicken. <laughs> See? Fazee food. Cornbread or biscuits? Cornbread. Okay. Banana pudding or peach cobbler? Neither. What? You told me you liked my peach cobbler. It's like, no, you <laughs> Okay. Would you rather have good health or be rich? Good health. Okay. And would you whether have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Rewind. Rewind. Okay. With the wisdom I have now, I would rewind and do some stuff. Make better choices. Yeah. Okay. Make a, I don't, yeah, a I lot don't of know. better choices. But I don't know how like that would rewinding is gonna affect the future. Hmm. So I yeah. mean I don't know. Cause it's like I could rewind and like what if I then I don't have my kids again? Who knows? Yeah, well, if they're meant to be your kids, they're going to be your kids. Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move into our ending. 
And with that being said, we're going to pick our song lyric that has been in our head, that we've been singing all week, that we've been busting out just randomly <laughs> saying. Um, so, mine is, um, I don't know why this is in my head, but I think because I really didn't know what Biggie was saying at the time, <laughs> but Navajo's teeth. Wait, how it go? Navajos peep me in a teepee. Yes. Like, I don't know why that's in my head, but I've been saying it <laughs> over and over because I really just realized what he said. Because you know how you be singing a song for years and years and years saying the wrong thing. And then when you finally realize what they say, you be like, oh, that's what they said. So, yeah, that's my lyric. Navajos teep me. Wait, peep I keep saying it wrong. <laughs> Navajos peep me in a teepee. What's your Janina? Um... Lauren Hill, <laughs> you <laughs> you may lost one, but you just gained. What is it? How does you go? might win some, you win but, some, but you, you really won. lost one. Yeah. Okay. Why did you pick that one? Because it was in my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I. Yeah, that was in my head. Okay, that's Lauren a good Hill. one. That's a classic. Definitely I know. A classic. <laughs> I know that album. I need to listen to that. I have. I haven't. Li- I know that. Like when that album was out, I listened to that album all the time. I had a CD. What's it called? CD player. What was the thing called? Where you carry with you? This a man. CD rhyme. This no. man. <laughs> oh, a CD rhyme. This, this man. A this man or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually still have that CD like. I, a lot of my old CDs I still have because they're classics. I don't know why I'm so, all those yeah. CDs. They in the basement. What's yours, Amber? Um, it's off of J Cole's new album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, listen. When I listen to this J Cole, I'm definitely it better be her. It better be yes. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's I never fall out with the bros. Hate when your family turn into foes. Ooh. We had a penthouse on the road. Interior decorated with the holes. That's a whole verse. <laughs> Like that, I love that. But I love that first part. I never fall out with the bros. Hate when family turn into fools. Mm, family turning to foes. That's deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen. That's definitely gonna be an upcoming topic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's deep. Yes. Definitely yeah. will be an upcoming topic. Well, this is the thing. It's a different. That'll be it. It's a difference between family and relatives. Yes. Ooh. Yes, that's girl. a good one. But we're not going to go into that now. Because <laughs> we will be here <laughs> all. to be a reoccurring guest. Yes. Yes. We got to talk about some stuff. So we want to say thank you to Amber for joining us today and being our special guest. I and for um, adding to the name of the podcast. and Putting that battery in our back. Right. She was so excited for us. Right. She was like, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you definitely got. Here's my number. I was like, oh man, I gotta get my stuff together. <laughs> and that was what, what day was that that we hung out? A Friday night. Mm-hmm. No, like what? Like, oh. was it in that April? Was the, no, no, that was, that was May. in May. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was that was month. the beginning of May. Yeah, yeah, it was the beginning of May. Yeah. No, I'm proud of them for getting it together so fast because. But I've been wanting to do. I've been wanting to have podcasts for a long time. We've been talking about it for a while, right? And I feel bad because some people I never talked about it with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a lot of 
aspirations of life that I don't talk to people about. And this was one of the ones who maybe I'm going to talk to a select few. So then it was like, today, I'm like telling people, I'm like, wait, what? Like, you <laughs> you got a podcast, you got episodes already. What is happening here? Really? Right. Well, that's what's up. I hope y'all listening. Yes. Well, so, <laughs> thank y'all for listening, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore John underscore podcast and on Twitter at W underscore the day. Don't forget to ask the John. Send in your listener letters to the John at gmail dot com. Bye, people. Be blessed. Bye.